Relevant content for our members by our members. This is TMC Connect. This is TMC Connect. I am Tony Bramley, the Business Development Coordinator here. And with me today is the illustrious Joe Bryant. Hello, Joe. How are you today? Hey, Tony. I don't know about the illustrious, but I'm glad <laughs> to be here. Woke up on the right side of the ground, so it's a good day. Amen to that. <laughs> right. Um, Joe is the president of uh, Tricer, one of our uh, wonderful preferred partners here at uh, TMC. And we are very thankful uh, to have you here with us today, Joe, to um, answer some questions. I think our conversation for the day is going to be focused on um, appraisal turn times and questions to ask uh, an AMC. So before we get started uh, with our conversation, I wanted to let everybody know that um, you have come into uh, the session on mute, but we do want this to be engaging. So Please uh, type your questions uh, in the chat or the Q&A function, and um, I will uh, get those to Joe, and we will answer those as we go along. So don't hold them until the end. We will. Um, Joe said that his uh, his motto always is, if you've got a question, ask it. So uh, please feel free to, to type those in, and um, we'll get those taken care of. Joe, um, you want to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about uh, TriServe before we get started. Uh, glad to. Uh, TriServe was founded in 2007 uh, by an ex-Navy SEAL who is a very successful entrepreneur in the Atlanta area. He had previously owned 49% of a large title company. And as he likes to say, you don't understand how little power you have when you have 49%. Um, he exited that business along with some proprietary technology uh, had some good friends in the mortgage space. Uh, this was right before the mortgage meltdown. Suggested the, uh, an idea of creating an appraisal management company. So uh, Todd Ehrlich is his name. Uh, his brother-in-law, Leon Jasinski, is the CEO of the company. I'm the president. Uh, Leon and Todd are obviously married to sisters. And I think it's either five or six Mormon sisters from Mississippi. Um, quite an interesting uh, connection there. And then, uh, so Todd, Leon, myself, and Jim Jenjerski, who's our chief appraiser and chief operating officer, are the partners in the company. I joined about 11 and a half years ago, long career in the mortgage business, doing a lot of different things. Uh, was, you know, Fortune 50 companies, I guess, except for my last uh, tenure at Long Island Savings Bank, where I was EVP of lending. Um, Todd and Leon had a, um, uh, a desire to create a different company. Uh, Todd had three concepts. One was, I want to have enough capital to pay appraisers as quickly as possible. Number two, we want to treat appraisers as employees. And so we're going to pay them every two weeks. And then three, and it sounds, and all of us in the mortgage industry understand this, customer service sounds easy. Actually doing customer service uh, very effectively on a long-term basis is one of the hardest things. And that was the concept of, uh, of Tricer. And um, like I said, I joined the company 11 and a half years ago. We were doing 
600, 650 appraisal orders a month. Now we're doing in the high teens on a monthly basis, and it's been a great run. And um, our success is due to, I think, well, a multitude of things, but one thing that wraps it up is customer service. Um, we love our customers. They love us. And I think the best uh, um, thing you can say about a company is when somebody leaves one company and goes to another company and they say, oh, no, you need to use TriServe. And we've had that happen a lot this year. But enough about me and TriServe. Uh, as, as Tony indicated, we're going to have kind of a bifurcated um, presentation today. One, the first part is turn times. Turn times are the, uh, the devil right now. Um, it's creating habit for everyone, sellers, buyers, loan officers, mortgage companies, uh, realtors, et cetera. And, you know, some people are saying, you know, well, Joe, the overall mortgage market is down this year. It looks like it's going to be down 15 to 20%. And as a result of that, there shouldn't be as many problems with appraisers, appraisals. Well, on the face of it, that sounds logical, but let's look back at what happened in 2020. Because of COVID, Fannie and Freddie came out with some COVID, uh, 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 I don't know what the word I'm trying to say, uh, pronouncements. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And one of those was allowing appraisal waivers uh, on a significant portion uh, of, of mortgage loans. But the vast, vast majority of appraisal waivers uh, offered in uh, 2020 were on refinance loans. Purchase loans, there was really only about 10, 12 percent uh, of those loans that received an appraisal waiver. So here we are in 2021. Rates have popped up a little bit. There's still refinances going on, but not nearly as much as last year. And so therefore, as a result, the, and the, 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 there's not as many, I mean, that they're still getting appraisal waivers is what I'm trying to say. But the purchase market, as we all know, has been exceptionally strong. You know, I won't bore you with the stories. We all have the stories, 20, 30 offers above list. And, you know, I live in Northeast Florida, just south of Jacksonville. And this is a, one of the hottest markets I've ever been in. And I'm, I keep asking, where are these people coming from? But you know, certain segments of the population um, obviously are enjoying uh, record-setting uh, production. Well, with you know, with purchase order uh, purchase mortgages, the appraisal waivers are not as great. Uh, they're pretty insignificant, as I said earlier. Therefore, the overall volume of appraisal orders is pretty close right now to what it was toward the uh, end of 2020. And as a result of that, um, you know, we're just, uh, we're still seeing problems. Uh, appraisers are getting more orders daily than they can fill. And, you know, let's understand most appraisers in the country, a lot of people don't realize this, but the vast, vast majority of appraisers in the, in the country are sole proprietors or partners in a very, very small partnership. Appraisers only get paid when they do an appraisal. So they get paid on a, what I call a piece basis. So an appraiser, uh, a lot of appraisers I talk to tell me they're getting anywhere from 
seven to eight or more appraisal orders a day when they can only accept maybe three or four. So what happens? They're getting paid on a piece basis. So as you as a if you were an appraiser, what would you do? You get eight orders a day, you can't do all of them. Which ones would you choose? You're going to choose what I call the low-hanging fruit. The one they do a quick research on. Uh, all right, these three, minimal effort, lots of MLS data. I won't have problems on comps. Therefore, I'll accept these. And that leaves five orders that have gone uh, unfilled. And the answer is not utilizing another AMC because your AMC or TriServe has bad turn times. All AMCs basically use the same appraisers. Uh, most appraisers have signed up with a large number of appraisal management companies. So we're in a situation where in the past, you know, we had certain states where it was always hard to get good turn times. Washington, Oregon, Colorado, parts of Texas, Iowa for some reason, et cetera. Well, today, just about everywhere in the country, um, we're having turn time problems, and it's not the location, it's the type of product, uh, or the, the <clears throat> excuse me, the type of property. Uh, anything that's a little bit unusual, appraiser doesn't want to do it. I don't want to spend time on it. So TriServe and every other AMC in the industry is fighting a battle every day. And, you know, believe me, you know, I've got a lot of friends in the AMC space. We're all alike. We want to do a good job. We want to be successful. We want to make the lender happy. And unfortunately, we bear the brunt uh, of, of problems. One thing that's going on quite candidly is in many areas, appraisers are accepting too many appraisal orders. Um, they're trying to bite off more they, than they can choose, so to speak. They want to make as much money as they can. Well, all of a sudden, they got more inspections to do more MLS data to search, uh, you know, comps, et cetera, et cetera. And they promise us a due, a, a due date. This appraisal will be in on X date. They promise that. And we aggressively follow up uh, by phone, email, and uh, notes through our system to appraisers. Hey, this order is due in three days. This order is due in two days. Is everything okay? I can't tell you how many times appraisers at the last minute, oh, well, I, I got some issues on the comps and I got to do this, I got to do this, I'll get it in in two days. Well, two days go by and they promise it'll be here, it's not here. We've conveyed that information to the lender and guess what? The lender's conveyed it to everyone in, uh, in the chain and everybody's unhappy and it's our fault. Um, and we have, to take, we have to take the slings and arrows, so to speak. Um, but this is what's what's going on. And so one thing I would like to say is to everyone on the lending side, try to understand or you know, have your LOs, et cetera, understand the property when they take the application. Um, because bear with me, I got some notes here. We also had a, we had a question come in if you want to take it right now. Oh, yeah. I love questions. Um, we had, how do we get the real estate agents to understand this dynamic? They continue to write less than a 30-day contract when we can't get the appraisal uh, in time for the transaction to close on time. This has been incredibly difficult. Well, 
uh, you, you, I have an answer to that because honestly, Tony and I had this set up. She was going to ask me a question in a few minutes. So let's talk about it. Um, I'm, I've got, uh, I'm a believer. I've got little pithy sayings that I've used in you know, this is my 44th year, which I can't believe in the residential mortgage business. I've used them forever. And one is facts are our friends. Um, loans are not going to close in 30 days. They're just not going to close. And I think, you know, first off, the most important thing anyone in any business needs to learn is say no to the customer. We don't like saying no to the customer, but we need to say to the, to the realtors, it's impossible. You can't have a closing. And I'll give a good example I shared with Tony earlier. Uh, a week or so ago, you know, and I'm the president, I get all these crazy phone calls and they get to me and it's a realtor just chewing me out and chewing Triserve out and we're incompetent. We don't know what we're doing and blah, 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 because the appraisal is taking so long. And it's like, we told you the due date and uh, it, it looks like it's going to be a couple of days later. And, and her comment was, well, don't you understand the closing date in the contract is X. And I really made her mad. I'll be candid. I wasn't trying to be snarky. I said, do you understand that a closing date in the contract means nothing if there's a mortgage loan involved? Because nothing's going to close until the mortgage loan goes through underwriting, clear to close, documents go out, and a key piece of any mortgage is an appraisal. So we're not, you know, you're not going to meet the closing date. And I think um, I wish uh, LOs uh, and every company would would be um, what's the word would be pushed a little bit to let's make sure we understand what's going on in the market. And actually, that's part of the reason we're having this webinar today and why we chose that subject. Because we're in the middle of it, you know, we're doing tens of you know, 18,000 or so appraisal orders a month. And we see this, the agita that's going on. Well, the agita can't, we, we can't create slower, uh, quicker turn times in so many areas. It's just not going to happen. Uh, the market is still superheated. And you know, all I can say is education, 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 talk to realtors, explain the situation. Um, and I'll close with the, there's a guy that uh, had worked for me three different times in the mortgage industry, truly one of the smartest guys I've ever met. He was CFO, three large organizations together with me. And he made a good bit of money and he was traveling all the time, didn't want to travel. So 11 years ago, he started a branch for one of our customers, and thankfully, they're now our customer. Um, his name's Tom Sullivan, Sully. Everybody calls him Sully. Sully underpromises and overperforms. He clearly sits down and talks to everybody in the transaction, describes what's going on, tells them what's happening with the appraisal process, and he always, always, always adds two or three days to the due date beyond what we think it will be. And then he tells the borrower and the realtor and anyone else involved, I'm going to do everything I can to pull out all stops. We've got a great relationship with the appraisal management company. And guess what? 95, 98% of the time, 
He gets everything back in early, early on the date that he told them where he's added days to that. And everybody's happy. And he's one of the few people I know that for as long as social survey has been in existence, he has perfect 5.0 scores. And all he does is under promise and over deliver. And I've talked enough. Uh, (laughs) uh, There's been a couple other questions come in. Do you want to take some of those? Um, Yeah. So um, I'll take this one, which goes along with the conversation that you were just having, and then I'll um, follow up with the next one that uh, when, you know, it, it, they do try to level set. They do try to set that timing expectation correctly with the realtor. And, um, you know, they get back that, that statement from the realtor that says, well, my lender uh, can get it done. And then the, the realtor is actually taking that additional step to call around and find out from uh, local appraisers what the delivery dates are, and then, you know, coming back and throwing the, the lender under the bus. So is there, is there something in the process and, and not just level set, but, but things that they can do to help manage the, the process? Well, first off, and I don't mean to be critical, but we see this a lot. Oh, so-and-so lender can do this. I've got a friend that can get this done. Well, in your example, realtors calling, you know, calling around and they you know, maybe talk to an appraiser. Well, I can get it done in the next days. Well, the problem is if you ask the appraiser to prove it, I'd be willing to bet the appraiser can't do it in the time frame that they've told somebody that they can do it. Um, I think the most important thing is the, uh, the realtor that's uh, representing the seller, make sure that they uh, answer every email, every you know, every phone call. Uh, you can't believe how hard sometimes uh, the uh, the contact person for entry to the property, it, how hard it is to get a hold of that person. Um, you know, we had one last week. You know, they wouldn't they wouldn't let an appraiser come into the house until after seven o'clock for some reason. Well, the appraiser has uh, an elderly parent they have to take care of. Um, I understand people have reasons for what they're doing, but to get the transaction done as quickly as possible, everybody needs to be on their toes and to help the best that they can. And that's what I would recommend. That makes sense. Um, One of the questions is, uh, and this is, specific to the process for, for TriServe, I'm guessing. It says, are you tracking on-time delivering and weighing that uh, in the appraiser's uh, selection process? Absolutely. Um, I'll get into this in a little bit about, well, the second part is questions to ask an AMC, and I want it to not be a commercial for TriServe. I, you know, it's a logical question. So back into this is, um, I've already forgotten what you asked. Um, the process. Um, That's okay. Oh, the process. Uh, yeah. Um, we score every appraisal order. Everyone that we do, we score. And we capture that score and we, into our system. And, we, you know, therefore, we're rating our appraisers based on performance. And uh, if we see a trend analysis where an appraiser is turn times are increasing, um, that appraiser tends to have a conversation we have a conversation with 
and you know it's not acceptable, we're going to have to go to the second appraiser because our system automatically geocodes, um, geomaps uh, an appraisal order the second we get it. And then our system literally has a 10 mile concentric circle around the property and the next available appraisers in a rotation that are eligible to get a uh, uh, an appraisal order. That's who we will we'll assign it to the highest score. And um, as a result, that helps. You know, one thing that we do, uh, I don't know that every AMC does this, but for our lenders that would, would like it, we provide a very detailed monthly report on all the orders that were done, who the appraiser was, the turn time, what the appraiser was paid, what the AMC fee was, uh, et cetera. And we find that to be very, uh, very helpful. It, it allows you know people to see what's going on in their local market. Um, yeah, so we um, we have another question. Thank you guys for the questions. I really uh, this is this is wonderful. So keep them coming. We we want uh, this engagement. Uh, at Pensacola, Florida, where there doesn't seem to be a lot of appraisers, uh, we put an appraisal request in uh, for these immediately. However, uh, we can never get anyone assigned quickly. Uh, additionally, we now are running into issues where appraisers are not being scheduled until after the contact date on uh, purchases. Um, and this is hurt, hurting their business in that area. So thoughts on what could be done regarding uh, A, appraisers in that specific area and B, their process to help them get those completed? Well, the, there's an overlying um, problem that's not going to be solved quickly is we don't have enough appraisers. Uh, up until now, a lot of people don't understand this, but up until recently, appraisers have become an appraiser, become a licensed or a certified general. You had to have a four-year college education, which is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. The education uh, requirements are changing. Um, we're seeing a lot of new trainees entering the industry. Uh, a good appraiser can easily make a nice six-figure income, work on their own time. Um, there's probably some IRS um, benefits that maybe they take that they shouldn't. Who am I to say? But uh, um, so overall, we we have in, in many in, in a lot of areas a dearth of appraisers. Now we have a national panel that has about twelve thousand four hundred and two or something like that appraisers on our panel, and candidly, any one year, we might use 8,000 of them. Um, you know, Pensacola is an interesting market uh, because of the naval base, et, et, et cetera, um, and there's just not a ton of uh, appraisers there, and the last time I checked, we have every appraiser that we can find uh, licensed or uh, certified, and Let's understand that uh, for most secondary tra uh, market transactions, you have to use a certified appraiser. You can't use a licensed appraiser. So that obviously cuts down on the availability of the appraisers. And then again, you know, because of the Navy base over there in uh, Pensacola, it's a hot market. There's a lot of stuff going on. And 
appraisers are just in a position. It's like, I can't, I can't accept any more orders. Um, it's not a nice answer. It's not the answer we want to hear. Um, and the last thing I will say is we've created a whole department that uh, focuses on recruiting new appraisers. Um, I don't know how some of you lenders do it, but some of the spots that you can find a mortgage loan, uh, you know, pack a mule train to get there. But uh, uh, and I'm being facetious, obviously, but there's a, a lot of out of area uh, appraisals. And, you know, when I get a complaint, the first thing I do, you can Google certified appraisers in Davidson County, Tennessee, and you get a list. And so you Google um, uh, certified appraisers in XYZ County in Montana, there might not be any. There, there might not be any. And therefore, then you've got a, a, a trip fee and the appraiser doesn't want to do it, especially now they're going to ask for a huge upcharge uh, in order to do the appraisal. What is that sort of, um, how is it different from the certified to the license? Everyone else on this call probably knows the answer to that, but I, for my own edification. Well, uh, Tony, I'm, first off, I am not an appraiser. Right. I've seen a zillion appraisals in my career, but I'm not an appraiser. A licensed appraiser is like step one. Uh, a certified, certified general appraiser is much more uh, uh, robust testing. Um, therefore, much more studying, et cetera. And certified appraisers get generally will get paid more. So why not become a you know certified? Um, so we've got a question about um, if a if an appraiser fails to uh, deliver on a certain date, um, is there any way to penalize uh, the appraiser when the promise of a of a certain date and they don't meet it? Assuming that there were no, you know, extenuating circumstances. No. And believe me, this is one I get all the time screaming and yelling, you know, what are you doing about it? What are you doing about it? What can we do? I would challenge everyone on this call to read the appraiser independence regulations. Um, not many people have read those. And it honestly is a little eye-opening to read the, uh, the air regulations. And then on top of that, it's also might be a good idea to uh, read the AMC licensing law in your individual state. It is anything that we want to do to an appraiser, we have to be extremely careful. And you can't with, you know, I don't like the value. You took too long, we're not gonna pay you. No, can't do it. Um, and this is where people get really frustrated with me and try serve. Well, this appraiser promised, you know, what do you want me to do? You know, you want me to hire Vinny to go out with his, you know, AR-15 and uh, make him do the appraisal? Um, it's a, it's a, I hate to say it, and, uh, but it's a faith-based business. And I'm a believer that partners do business with partners that have an equal amount of respect and gain to, to gain or lose in a transaction. Well, today, you got a lot of appraisers who are less, and I'm going to say it, less than ethical. They're taking too many orders, and then all of a sudden, they find themselves in a jam. And do they lie to us? Absolutely. Absolutely. And what can we do? Um, and, and 
with us in certain situations where it's where an appraiser has obviously, you know, uh, fallen off the wagon, so to speak. What we do is uh, if, if the lender will allow us and you know, the report has not been done, but we tell the lender, all we can do is we will order a new appraisal on a rush basis and we will pay for it. That's all we can do. And if there are no repercussions to the appraiser who didn't get it completed in the first place, then 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 there's really, you know, there there's nothing stopping them. There's there's n- nothing to keep them from uh, appra- accepting more than they know that they can complete. Yeah, the only thing that can be done is a complaint can be filed. Um, and I'll be real honest here, um, we certainly don't want to be in the position to be filing complaints against appraisers because guess what? Each state has some kind of board that manages appraisers and appraisal management companies. Guess who is the majority on those boards? They're appraisers. (laughs) Most states will have one or maybe two AMC representatives, uh, other people that are really not in the industry, it's political payoff, et cetera. But the you know the just about everywhere the majority of the board are appraisers, and you know we're in a catch twenty two because if we alienate the appraisers, then that hurts us and therefore hurts our customers. Do you see the qualifications um, for and the training requirements changing at all in order to become a licensed appraiser? the age and lack of appraisers is becoming a real problem or is it becoming a real problem and uh, need to evaluate the requirements. So do you, do you see the industry as a whole trying to recognize that there is an issue and, and try to uh, put something in place for the correction? Well, like I said, I'm not an appraiser. Uh, I am on, Somehow I'm on a lot of appraisal uh, forums, websites, um, groups, uh, et cetera. And it does appear from what I read and talking to JJ, our chief appraiser, there is a lot of activity as to um, like lessening the educational requirements. Uh, That's a big fact. And like I said, you know, now, uh, you know, a decent appraiser is making a six-figure income. Um, the one, the one thing that needs to be changed, in my opinion, is that uh, an appraiser has to become a trainee and has to serve about a year under the supervision of another appraiser. Um, what's interesting is, in the past, I've seen where appraisers are so busy, da da da, they don't want to take on that responsibility. But it's, you know, something has happened. I don't know what it is, but in the last five or six months, I've seen a lot of activity on these forums, et cetera, where appraisers are looking for trainees because they can utilize the trainees to do some, some of the initial work on the appraisal order that the, uh, then the licensed or certified appraiser then finishes. Um, I think it's a slow process, but I do think it's coming. Um, and there's a question about uh, going back to the to the rush. So um, if they uh, agree to do a rush and then don't do it within that rush time period, they don't pay the rush fee, correct? 
that's a sticky point because again, we get into the appraiser has failed to perform. Um, if we if we say we're not going to pay you the rush fee, which is logical because they didn't get it done on it. The, the only problem is, again, if the appraiser gets his nose out of joint and wants to be really crappy about it, they can file a complaint against the lender and the AMC. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, Even though they didn't deliver. They, you know, you know, you know, they have an implied, you know, we have a service level agreement with all of our appraisers. And I'm sure every AMC has some type of agreement with their appraisers that they're going to do X, Y, and Z. And, you know, they have not, they failed to meet the uh, level of expectation set forth in the service level agreement. And, um, you know, therefore they shouldn't be paid. And I will tell you, sometimes we just, we absorb the rush fee um, to, to keep problems to a minimum. And that's the next question is, is that a, is that a rare instance? Because the next question is, how often uh, do you have an order with a rush, rush application if the appraiser fails to complete the order? Um, are these, is that a rare instance or is that? It's a pretty rare, it's pre- it, it, it happens. And, you know, it's like, um, what is it? There's an old saying, I can't remember it, but, you know, uh, spoiled egg, you know, something rot, you know, kills the pot. I don't know what I'm talking about, but uh, it happens, but it's rare. But when it does happen, it creates so much agita up and down the uh, the food chain. Um, we do everything in our power uh, to alleviate that. And like I said, more often than not, we will just absorb the rush fee, pay the appraiser what he was paid, um, you know, give the uh, the the rush fee back to the borrower or to the lender. Thank you, Nancy. Uh, the levels are licensed, certified residential, yeah, and, and certified general. Certified general, yeah. yeah. Um, one more question we have is, when it's evident that there's an appraisal availability issue in a specific area, and we were kind of talking about uh, the Pensacola area, what type of alternative valuation solutions, um, if any, uh, do you recommend for your clients? That's up to the client and to whomever they're selling the loan to. Um, you know, Fannie and Freddie had certain waivers and, you know, you could do an exterior only uh, appraisal on certain products. Um, uh, you know, the appraisal, if it's, and I forget the exact number, I think if it's 70% LTV or less, it might on a purchase, it might be, um, a waiver might be available. Um, other than that, I don't have an answer. Um, well, I want to remind everybody that this is TMC Connect. I'm Tony Bramley with Joe Bryant, president of TriServe, and he is uh, taking questions from the audience. Um, we've got a twofold uh, plan here. Uh, the first was to talk about appraisal turn times, and you guys have given us some great questions on that, so thank you very much. If you still have questions about turn time, please feel free to drop those in the chat, and we will um, definitely come back to those. But right now, I'd like to pivot to what questions should be asked of an AMC? All right, I'm going to skip, you know, we're somewhat, um, you know, time is a factor. I'm not going to give you an overview, blah, blah, blah. But 
you know, the CFPB requires uh, anyone uh, under their purview to know your vendor. And I think in the AMC space, uh, I don't know how well that's done. And there are a multitude of questions I have to share with everyone. As I'm saying, this is not a commercial for Tricer. This is, you know, everybody should have at least two AMCs, you know, for risk uh, dispersion purposes. But if you're going to do business, um, here's some questions. How many states is the AMC licensed in? There, I don't know the exact number. It's close to 300. AMCs in the in the industry. The last time I checked, I believe there's 39 AMCs that are licensed in all 50 states in the District of Columbia. So you've got to know the area that you're lending in and what the AMC can cover, et cetera. Um, again, the CFPB, know your vendor. The CFPB loves an SSAE 18 SOC 2 type 2 attestation. And I've got a, uh, a definition of it, but for time's sake, you just Google it. It costs a lot of money. Um, it's the best vendor to do business with is vendors, whether it's AMCs or whatever you're doing, that's got a SOC 2 level 2 uh, um, attestation. It's a risk management audit. It's yes. A, yeah, on the security and uh, your security and your technology. And, yeah. Right. All right. The big one. And this one drives me crazy because the other thing when Todd founded the company, we are never, we never want to be part of an enforcement action against us. So literally every, you know, part of air regulations, part of Dodd-Frank, and then definitely part of AMC uh, regulations by state, appraisers have to be paid a customary and reasonable fee for their appraisal. And Really, you're supposed to do surveys in, 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 in the areas where you're lending to come up with what is a customer and reasonable fee. And what a lot of people don't understand, those surveys cannot include what an AMC pays to an appraiser. Now, I'm telling you, and, and I'm going to tell you, TriServe pays customer and reasonable fees. Some states have fees set. You know, Georgia, uh, North Carolina, uh, Virginia, Louisiana, the ones I can name off, have a set fee, minimum fee for an appraiser to be paid. As I said a little bit earlier, I'm in all these forums. And I see, not quite daily, but I see over and over and over empirical evidence, a copy of the order from XYZ AMC. Uh, For this property, we'll give you $230 for a complete 1004. That's absurd. And you as a lender are responsible. Your AMC is paying too low a fee because they want to make too much money. If something, if the crap hits the fan and the CFPB gets real hot on this customer and reasonable fee stuff, there's problems in the industry. It's just, I don't care what AMC it is. It's not right to not pay uh, appraisers customary and reasonable fees. As I indicated earlier, we have a report monthly it shows the borrower paid X, the appraiser got Y, and Triserve got Z. And I think that's something that's very, very important. Um, you know, obviously, every uh, AMC, every vendor should have business continuity disaster 
relief plans in place, information security. Um, a big one uh, is, is the AMC that you're doing business with or that you're talking to, uh, are they integrated with all the major loan origination systems and or middleware? Middleware is like uh, Regora, Open Close, Closing Court Connections, uh, Really See, uh, Appraisal Firewall, da 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 da. The automation um, that's on top of the LOF. Yeah. And um, it's obviously very important that uh, whomever you're doing business with is, has a complete integration and like, you know, uh, encompasses the big kahuna and the LOS system. They're changing their API and it's going to be the same for everybody on the appraisal management side. In the past, they had five levels of integration. The top one was PSDK, which Triserve and a number of other AMCs had. Number one is basically squirrels running in a cage. Um, and so therefore, what, what's a real integration? Um, other thing is, what kind of technology does an AMC use? Uh, AMCs, just like lenders, some uh, use off-the-shelf appraisal management systems. You know, call it an LOS system for AMCs. Some other companies, like Triserve, have, have proprietary uh, technology. What's the difference? Well, the big difference is you want something as a lender, you want something customized. You want it to look different, whatever. If you're using an off-the-shelf product, as you know, dealing with you know, your LOS providers, if you want something done, take a ticket, write out a work order, and get in line, and it might get done in a couple of months. A proprietary system can, uh, in most cases, get something done very quickly. So easy customization. Um, Another thing, every AMC will say, we review every appraisal. The right question is, what is your definition of review? Is your definition of review just an electronic 1600, 2400, 3200 bit uh, electronic review, uh, almost like a CU collateral underwriter view? Or do you, do you use technology plus do you manually review every appraisal? Not all AMCs do that. And then if you manually review the appraisal, who does that? Some companies only use licensed or certified appraisers who are full-time employees. Some people use uh, very experienced processors, underwriters, or whatever. I think it makes a difference. And you know, the better the review, the lower the revision rate will be uh, uh, on your appraisal orders. Um, one thing, you know, and I hear we hear this all the time, you know, branch, branch Y has moved from this lender to this lender, and they want to use this AMC because they've used them before and they trust them. Well, again, AMCs use the same appraisers. So uh, what a lot of AMCs do, and literally most of the new customers we sign up today, we create custom panels utilize those trusted appraisers with whom the, the branch, the region, whomever are familiar with and are comfortable with. And we will sign up um, those appraisers. And we have really good success on that. And I think the best example is we're onboarding a large West Coast uh, mortgage banker who has always done the uh, appraisal process internally. And if you're doing it internally, 
you're costing yourself a lot of money that an AMC will do it for free. Does the appraiser get a little bit less per deal? Yes. Does the borrower pay a little bit more per deal? Yes. But this is going from this company is going from internal to external. They have 1,100 appraisers, uh, and we signed up 800 of them in less than a month. And part of it was because the huge number of their appraisers were already on our panel. So an AMC, you know, a good AMC will create custom panels for you. And last but not least, the, the I think this is so wrong and. And you know, maybe I shouldn't be as blunt in my uh, expression of thought, but ask your AMC, do they charge a back-end technology fee to the appraiser? You cannot believe how many AMCs charge the appraiser $10 to $15 per order for the privilege of using that AMC's technology. Well, that's, you know, most of the time it's going through Encompass, it's going through Rigor, it's going through whatever. You know, it's just a, it's a way to cut the appraiser's fee and make more money for the AMC. It's wrong. As far as I'm concerned, it's wrong. And that's a great question to ask. And I think we're almost out of time. And I appreciate everyone. And uh, I hope I've done a reasonably good job. And um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. My number is 904-371-0870. I always answer the phone or return phone calls. Well, and that says so much, Joe, about, you know, as the president of TriServe, you, you know, making yourself available to take those difficult calls. And, uh, you know, it's <coughs> the, the customer service that you guys um, promote internally. So thank you so much for your time today and sharing your expertise, uh, you know, taking all the questions from uh, the folks, everybody um, out there. This is TMC Connect, and we really do appreciate you uh, coming and joining us today. Check out our calendar. Um, we've got lots of uh, other sessions uh, going, so please feel free to uh, check in and often and uh, register for those upcoming events. And I uh, just really do thank you all for your time today. I know everybody's busy, uh, but Joe, thank you. We do appreciate your partnership. Um, thank you so much for uh, being with us today. And this was fun. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, we love a uh, TMC. For more information about how you can get involved with TMC Connect and witness the power of the network firsthand, please visit us at mortgagecollaborative.com.